buddy, Ben Rogers here, the Raptors Digest, reacting to Toronto Raptors, 101-96 win, Riker against the Philadelphia 76ers, this, this is probably the most exciting game of the season to watch. Absolutely, Ben, and I called it, we were in a bit of disarray as Raptors fans, mm-hmm. but it went home game, or home team, away team, home team, away team, so now we're basically back to an even series, and it's mm-hmm. anybody's, it's up for grabs. Whoever can move it's on. Up for grabs. And we'll get into it in a sec, but as we said last podcast, we're doing we're starting our official stance giveaways now. A uh, bit of a jumble, I guess, this week and trying to figure everything out because Ben and I were both traveling, but we've mm-hmm. selected it through that. We'll be more concise also with the exact pair of socks and products and stuff that we're giving away. So we'll do once a week at the beginning of each week, starting now. But our first giveaway and the comment of the day. A goes towards I'm gonna butcher <laughs> this name, Seville. Mo Sendade. Um, this was like watching an army, speaking of the last game, but it replies to this game as well. It was like watching an army pillage a village of farmers with one hero. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, we could actually just start on that. To- okay, so yeah, so we'll link up with you, I guess. Maybe you reach out to us or we'll reach out to you and we'll set it up and we'll send you over a pair or two of the stamp socks. So that's our Congratulations. First- Congrats. That's- the first giveaway winner. It's big. Right, and, like, and like I said, we'll we'll figure out better next week on how we're going to plan everything and actually give you the pictures, the photos, and the description of all the socks. It was a bit impromptu this week. But but like I said, Ben, the unsung, and or maybe the, not the unsung hero, the very sung out loud and obvious hero <laughs> the for solo the solo hero. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's it's like watching the Cavs of last year. Just tell me what you saw tonight from Kawhi Leonard and really whatever whatever else you want to talk about. Well, Kawhi Leonard was absolutely ridiculous tonight for the Toronto Raptors. Again, he's done it seemingly every game, except that one game where he found out he was sick. Every other game of these playoffs, he's been arguably the best player in the league. Kevin Durant's making a good case for that as well. But Kawhi Leonard tonight, 39 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists. You know, he he came out from the beginning of this game, he kind of facilitated, got the ball moving, he wanted to get his teammates going, and we we saw Lowry and Gasol play, have stronger games because of it, you know, the rest of the team played well, we'll get into them after, but when the game needed to be needed to be taken over you know the 76ers made their punches uh, during the mid-tier of this game it seemed like no one could hit a shot and Kawhi Leonard was the sole reason we stayed in it and the shots that he hits Riker it's it's the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life he 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 just bullies his way he creates space he just pulls up from three out of nowhere he was five for seven from the three-point line tonight you know he's knocking down free throws he's knocking down contested mid-range jump shots he's legitimately unstoppable when when he's going like this when he's in this attack mode he he's locked in he's i know people make the the meme that he's a robot and stuff but his shot's so fluid and mechanical it's it it's as if he doesn't miss you know he's always on target you know sometimes he's short on his jumpers but my god he watching kind of is him a play, robot it's... though ben even yeah. <laughs> the most clutch shot that he's made as a raptor in his short tenure as a toronto raptor but it could end up being one of the biggest shots of Toronto Raptors playoff basketball history, right? And just in terms of how clutch it was, shooting it over basically a double team over the most, the biggest season was over if he misses it. Exactly. The season was completely over. And the way his facial expression didn't change, just a very subtle fist bump. He is... As well, I guess you know what? As Magic Johnson, have you seen Magic Johnson's tweet at the end of the the Raptors 76ers game? So basically, no, Magic Johnson, uh, he just said, uh, I don't know who's going to win this series, but I do know that Kawhi Leonard is playing really great. 39 points. Wow. <laughs> You'd expect him to say something a lot more uh, enlightened as one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But I think that that summarizes really Kawhi Leonard for this entire playoff series. You can't do much else than say wow, because 
averaging almost 40 points per game and as you said being able to be literally unstoppable it's it's incredible to watch because all game long he's being pushed you know he is the the only matchup he's the only person that the 76ers need to slow down and it's impossible for them to do that yeah but we see Joel Embiid they're not even guarding their men they're just Joel Embiid is just kind of shadowing Kawhi Leonard's guard so whenever he gets to the attack Kawhi Leonard just attacks and he's running into five and six people that you know whether it be Raptors players and the defense of the Sixers right that's why he did have a lot of turnovers tonight he did have seven turnovers and you'll see Skip Bayless probably go on a rant about that next game but regardless he was absolutely phenomenal and everything that we could ask for Kawhi Leonard tonight he did it for the Toronto Raptors and Without this performance, our season's over. You know, this is why we brought in this superstar. As heartbreaking as it was to lose to Marta Rosen, this is a true superstar. This is a top-tier, you know, top... He's playing like a top-two NBA player right now. I think it's inarguable he's been at least the second-best player in the NBA during these playoffs. So, he's playing at this level, but tonight there was... Some people, you know, Kawhi's been carrying this series so far, but some other players stepped up tonight. The first player I want to talk about, Marc Gasol. Now, Joel Embiid, he had his first good game of the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors last game, and people were kind of flaming Marc Gasol's defense, but he went back to clamping Joel Embiid tonight, and he did it on the offensive end as well. He was a lot more aggressive. He took 13 shots tonight. Both you and I have been requesting him to shoot more, as he's such a good finisher around the rim, good mid-range shooter, good three-point shooter, and he hit one very clutch shot at the end of this one, and the fact that he was a threat, it got Kyle Lowry's game going in the pick-and-roll. It it was just helpful for every everyone else especially where Pascal Siakam was struggling tonight yeah no absolutely the bench or sorry not the bench but we needed somebody else to step up for the Toronto Raptors right that was very clear and that was one of the big issues is really why are they not able to do that Mm -hmm. right what is preventing players that traditionally have played well in their the rest of their careers or throughout the rest of the or throughout the regular season even I don't think that Philadelphia is that yeah, I don't yeah. think Philadelphia is that big and dominating end to end every game that it should completely clamp down on everybody except Kawhi Leonard, right? Yep. Especially as we just said, all the attention is on Kawhi Leonard almost exclusively all game long. Mm-hmm. These are big name players that are deserving of big contracts, so it's baffling that up until this point they really haven't been able to step up. So, it's like you're saying are they able to continue it sustainably, right? The player that you mentioned, the rest of the guys, I, I'm I'm seeing a trend that they might actually just continue to be in a slump for the rest of the 76ers series. Yeah, well, the Sixers, the thing about the Sixers, although they're not necessarily the greatest defensive team, they're all big and long. And that's why we see guys like Fred Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry struggled in the past against bigger, longer teams. But uh, I, I personally, I think our players, our role players, you know, they're too good to be playing this poorly on a consistent basis. I think that it's not going to be much longer for guys like Marc Gasol, Danny Green, and Kyle Lowry. Is it weird, though, to call them role players? Like, Marc Gasol, yeah. should he actually be considered a role player? Should Kyle Lowry be considered a role player? Like, obviously, Pascal Siakam tonight with the injury, mm-hmm. they're saying, you know, he, he wasn't able to perform as much. But yep. Marc Gasol, he really should be able to go out on any given night and get 16 points just Certainly. from his... right. Kyle Lowry, he shouldn't be struggling to get 12 or 14 points. He should be a 20-point-per-game guy, really, you know, or 16 mm-hmm. to 20. Yeah. Danny Green, I guess he's really kind of become just a shooter, but at least the two guys before him, Marcus Gasol and Kyle Lowry, it is weird because we do kind of consider them to just be role players, but they shouldn't be. Yeah, no, I think uh, role players, it has a, a broad definition. Obviously, I mean, because... 
Kawhi Leonard and Pascal Siakam have established themselves as the stars on the Toronto Raptors. Those are a one and two punch in terms of scoring and who we go to to get buckets. So refer, I kind of refer to the other guys, our other starters, who are you know star players in this league. Kyle Lowry's a five-time All-Star. Gasol's a Defensive Player of the Year. Danny Green's a, lo- a sharpshooter from three. You know they're they're great players, but they kind of fulfill a certain role in the Toronto Raptors, and I think they they need to be good at filling those roles. Right? We don't necessarily need them to be crazy but we need them to play up to their capabilities we don't need them to play beyond that right we'd like our stars to play beyond that and that's what our stars have been doing obviously Pascal Siakam we'll get into him after but uh with his knee injury he had a poor his first really poor game of the postseason tonight but Kawhi Leonard has elevated his game even further so he's he's really carrying the star power but we need our role guys that are support pieces to to play to play at a high level I think Kyle Lowry did what we need him to do on a consistent basis tonight you know we both of us have been saying anywhere from 14 to 16 to 18 points from him is, is solid. We don't need him to score too many points as long as he's facilitating, rebounding, and playing great defense. And that was the case for Kyle tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I want to talk a little bit, too, before we swing into the segments, because obviously the Raptors, you know, they they got the victory tonight, uh, mm-hmm. hard fought. And this is, you know, what I said was going to be a very tough-fought series. I think that they were matched up very nicely against the 76ers to have, yeah. you know, to complement both teams in terms of what they're able to do. Yeah. But the 76ers... What you know, the Raptors didn't run away with this, right? Yeah. They're, they're able to fight. Jimmy Butler is much of a bigger factor than either of us had considered he would probably end up being. He's scoring at a very high well, rate. I was, I was most fearful of Jimmy Butler coming into the series. He is a he is a proven Raptors killer. Yep. People are saying that the Raptors killer should disappear now that, uh, or sorry, just the name of that should disappear now that LeBron is mm-hmm. out of the East. And uh, but Jimmy Butler, he was a, a bigger fear before the LeBron day, uh, the LeBron days even. And uh, and JJ Redick is now stepping up to be a guy that's hitting some some dagger, some clutch like shots against the Toronto Raptors. And then on the flip side, the two biggest names for the 76ers, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid were absolutely silent this game. It was kind of weird for me uh, just to see how the roles sort of flipped around, but it, it speaks towards the depth of the starting lineup of the 76ers. Yeah, that's the scary thing about the Sixers. They're so talented. Arguably, they have the most talented lineup in the Eastern, certainly the Eastern Conference. You can maybe make an argument with the Warriors if you consider Tobias Harris an all-star, but their talent is is remarkable. You mentioned it. The Raptors have been shutting down Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Joel had that that pretty solid game in Game Three, but aside from that, he's been pretty pretty horrible this series, and he has an excuse for it now. He's been sick. I believe he threw up all night last night. That that's a report that came out. So he was feeling bad, sore coming into it, and he's injured. So Joel Embiid is struggling, but so there might be an excuse there. But he's been locked down by Marcus all the series, and Ben Simmons he. It, it, it's seen from Ben Simmons in the past. We saw it when they played the Celtics last year. He's not very much of a scoring threat when the defense is focused in on him. And Kawhi Leonard is one of the greatest, is probably the best on the ball defender in the league right now, if not in NBA history. So, you know, he's going to get shut down by him. But Simmons has played decent defense, but he's not playing up to the star level. He's Some people put him at. Yeah, and it's people are kind of taking away just because of really what the 76ers have been able to achieve they're taking away from the fact that he is still just a very young player in the NBA right he's not experienced yet and this is the first legitimate playoffs now so you can't expect too much from Ben Simmons but he is still underachieving I think it's reasonable to say especially when you have guys like Jamal Murray on the Denver Nuggets that are absolutely pouring it in and doing everything uh, for their team but we're going a bit long can we quickly run through the segments here Ben do you have ideas Uh, yeah certainly you were able to watch more of the game than I was 
Yeah, certainly. Yeah, both of us were actually. I was stuck in an airport, so I was able to watch it. Riker was on a plane on a train, so so we're. I, I saw the whole one. Riker got a good bit of it. So this is this is why the podcast is coming out a bit late. But the play that everybody saw, the Kawhi Doom like that play of the day tonight. It's going to Kawhi himself, Riker. That step back three over Joel Embiid at the end of this one. We we brought it up earlier in the podcast. Is this the greatest shot? Is this the most important shot in Raptors history so far? It, I think it will end up being. I mean, if they go to lose the next two games in a row, then of course yeah. the importance or the significance of it will be lost and mm-hmm. overshadowed by the fact of how disappointing that this season ended up being. But if the Raptors can now use this to rally, win the next game at home, perhaps move on in the series, I think that this shot will be legacy-defining for certain. Yeah. No, just the fact... I'm watching it. Watching it was just ridiculous. You know, the the Raptors had a broken possession, Kawhi Leonard. This is what superstars do, Riker. You know, a guy, the the team is just, we saw LeBron James do it to us year after year after year. And to have a guy that can do it to other teams, other good teams, you know, the Philadelphia 76ers have four all-stars on the roster. And we have the player that's hitting the icy shots, hitting the game winners. And uh, Riker, I... I was shook. I was so shook watching that play happen. I know it wasn't like particularly a game winner, but it was really a game clinching shot and a step back fadeaway over Joel Embiid. That that's remarkable. Yeah. Well, that's the difference, Ben, between all stars and superstars. That yep. is that's really it. Yep, certainly. But not all plays can be the Kawhi you do them like that play of the day, and some just make you say, "Oh, jeez." And tonight. The OGs play of the day. Jimmy Butler, now, he's a guy that's certainly a star in this league, and he, he, he's he been playing like a superstar in this series, especially, you know, because he always plays like a superstar against the Toronto Raptors, and he hit a pretty, uh, heart, you know, a heart, heartbreaking shot in the, the fourth quarter. I know watching this game, I'm pretty well, I'd say all Raptors fans almost had about eight heart attacks in this fourth quarter, but Jimmy Butler, the Raptors played some great defense on him. He was forced to shoot a turnaround. It was like a 180 three-pointer and he ended up banking it in and I, I said oh geez watching watching that play happen yeah no that's a perfect uh, a perfect play to make certainly and uh Riker we have uh we have the new segment for this this series the the don't trust the process moment of the game do you do you have anything in particular for this one I got here? one it's not a moment and mm-hmm. this guy he's not even part of the trust the process group but I guess maybe the process could be considered this final culmination of a, a, a suit, an all-star cast that mm-hmm. they've assembled um, and one of the main pieces Tobias Harris and a guy that's been performing really well for them mm-hmm. he absolutely disappeared and yep. hoisted 13 shots I believe from 3 do you want to fact check me on the box score? I'm yeah, not he went at two it. for thirteen from three. Seven two for thirteen, and he missed the almost game tying shot. Yeah. I think that it would have brought him within one, wide open, completely wide open in the corner. So he's getting that award tonight because that's a big mess for the the 76ers. It's kind of crazy watching watching the league today. You see players shoot corner threes, and you just don't expect them to miss. And I saw that go up, and I was like, "That's that's surefire going in." It's Tobias Harris, he's a lights out three point shooter, but the fact that it didn't go in was was the most relieving moment of this game for me. That's when you, you saw the Raptors, you, you kind of lost that kind of edge. You, you know, you relax, you could deep breathe, breathe deeply. You know, th- this game, it was it was just a complete roller coaster from start to finish, and the Raptors end up coming out on top. But, you know, it was super exciting to watch, but we still have to give up, uh, give out an infamous, the one and only Damari Carroll Gold Star Award, Riker. And we brought it up pretty well on every podcast this whole playoffs. But... 
my Damari Carroll Gold Star Award. Now, we ha- did have one player play decent off the bench, and Nick Nurse. We, we actually have to talk about Nick Nurse before we finish out this podcast. But uh, Serge Ibaka played well, but the rest of the bench, they weren't given too many minutes, but they really couldn't do anything with it. Serge was the only player that scored off the bench tonight. Norman Powell, Fred Van Vliet, Patrick McCall. Uh, you know, McCall didn't get really much many touches, but Fred Van Vliet got blocked on his one jumper. He was out there. In seven minutes, he's a minus six for the game. And, you know, Norman Powell missed his open three. It's it's really unfortunate to see only one player score off the bench for the Toronto Raptors. It's, well, okay, one, you're right about Nick Nurse. Thank God, because people are saying everything about him, mm-hmm. uh, and we're definitely agreeing it was the game bad decision-making. The game three was a poor coaching, coach, poorly coached game, game three. Yeah, it, I mean, it's understandable. In game two, you tried small ball lineup to see if it can counteract mm-hmm. sort of the size of the 76ers, but it clearly didn't work. And then yep. to stick with the same thing in game three was nonsensical. Yep. So it's good that he made uh, some important changes this game, and Stayed big to yeah, match up against big. the 76ers, but you're right. If Fred Van Vliet, I, I think the key to moving on in this series, if you need to go into the bench, Patrick McCaw needs to step up, yep. uh, and he needs to get some run. And Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell, hate to say it, but I don't think they should get played at all. Uh, they've been absolute liabilities at best and really bring the team down at the very worst. So um, it's too bad that they are both pretty good players, I think, in their yeah. own respect, to absolutely disappear and become bad like to become anchors um and, and like dragging the team down for the toronto raptors now in the 76ers series it's it's kind of baffling really yeah particularly fred van vliet because norman powell he's actually done a pretty good job on defense you know moving you know getting deflections and all that sort of stuff he just hasn't really been hitting his open shots and that that's what you kind of come to expect from norman powell but fred van vliet has been the most disappointing for me now fred has struggled against bigger guards in the past obviously being a you know a very small statured point guard and he, he's not the greatest facilitator when a shot isn't going down he looks he looks to get himself going before everyone else and then when he's going he can start facilitating so his game really isn't suited to the 76ers and I think if we go further in the playoffs you know maybe play the Bucks or the the Boston Celtics the Warriors you know depending on whoever we play that's we're looking too far ahead I think Fred's if we go further he could be successful in future series but against the Sixers I agree I don't know if Fred should be played at all McCaw has shown he can kind of hand show some ball handling responsibilities I think McCaw should be given more Fred's role you know Norman Powell if if we do need to go eight men deep Norman Powell should be given those minutes Fred Van Vliet has just really struggled in this this series against the Philadelphia 76ers, even against the length of the Magic, he struggled. So I think Fred is playing himself out of the rotation, but I'm I'm, I'm happy Nick Nurse is willing to make moves. I was horrified we were going to get back in a kind of cyclic Raptors moment where we, we react too late. You know, it's, we're down two games in a series before we make a, an adjustment. We, we end up going down one. It was a bit later than we would have liked, but he did make an adjustment. We went big. I know I was a bit confused to see Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka on the court because the lineup hasn't really worked throughout the regular season, but I'm happy he tried it out before, even when it was struggling, because now in series like this, they have experience with each other, which is really, really nice to see, and then we can go to these lineups and they're not playing their, for the first time together in the, you know, in the whole regular season. Yeah, no, and it totally makes sense, and especially mm-hmm. with Pascal st- stepping down and Siakam, I think, yep. had his best game now of this series and maybe of the entire playoffs uh, to yep. date, even though he still didn't get huge numbers, but it'll be good to see him get involved, and I think we're actually going to have to continue to rely on him now to a little bit uh, moving forward if we want to have a chance of winning these next few games. 
Yeah, Serge, Serge is going to step up. Hopefully, Pascal Siakam can become healthy because he really struggled tonight with nine points, 0-4 from the three-point line. Joel Embiid is not even guarding him from out there, so hopefully he'll be able to knock down some threes. But uh, otherwise, he played a pretty solid game. He was hustling, and you know he didn't look too injured out there, so that hopefully that means he'll be in for the rest of the games. But let us know what you guys think. This was such an exciting game to watch as a Toronto Raptors fan. You know, thankfully we won it. If we lost this this close tight game, then I know we'd all be pretty depressed, sad after, but the Raptors pulled it out. Kawhi Leonard saved our souls. You know, let us know what you guys think in the comment section below. You're the best for making this far. Check out the Twitter, the Instagram, all that cool stuff. Riker, any last words? Um, We'll be making podcasts almost every day now, so we'll see you guys a lot. (laughs) Exactly. Cheers.